Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 134. I am Nick DeCembri. I'm joined with co-host Todd Brinkworth over there and Simon Gonzo-Travellini over there. How are we, guys? Broke. Broke? Broke. What happened? I think petrol's like $10,000 oh, oh, a litre now. Yeah. Out of control, isn't it? <laughs> is cheaper than 98. <laughs> it's not. It was the other day. It, well, ethanol. I don't know. They put it up where I get it from. Ethanol, ethanol is $2... Eight or something, and no, it was two dollars twenty something. You know, I've gone backwards with my cars. I had a car that could go on the eighty-five, and now this one doesn't. Can't take it uh, at all. You're not missing much. No, but you use almost <laughs> three times as much ethanol. Sorry to all, need, the, need... all the lovers out there about ethanol, but you use about three times as much. I love ethanol. Yeah, you use about three times. Did as much. you know? Did you know you can use ethanol to mix methanol with petrol? Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. Ethamethanol? Ethamethanol. No, Sounds like a drug you get at the hospital, doesn't it? I'll have some penethanol, please. The permethanol program. I'm on the pets program. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Trademark pending on that, by the way, anyone listening? We just made a new word. Trademark pending. Yes, Western Nationals. Western Nationals coming up. Make sure you get your tickets because the crowd has been limited to 7,500. So it's 15,000 capacity at the Motorplex with the new guidelines that came out today as of the 3rd of March. It's yep. 50% crowd capacity, so 7,500. So I do think you will need to get tickets online beforehand. I will be getting my it's gonna tickets. It's going to be a big battle. Big battle. Lots of big, hard-hitting cars. Mm. Yes, yes. We are looking forward to it. I can't wait. Top Door Slammer is shaping up to be pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, yeah it's going to be close. Mm. It's not going to be uh, a walk in the park. Yep. Even Super Stock as well. I think there's some, some um, you know, formidable teams out there. I think Chase Deal... Um, yeah, yes, yeah, but... You know, because, I mean, the thing is with the Westerns, if you're in Super Stock, you don't want to kill your record. Mm. You know, so you've got to either class swap or you know anyway. I, I don't know what the Galottos or the McClures are doing in comp but they're definitely two cars that I'd be keeping my eye on yeah obviously yep. in door slammer you know Zap mm. Grigorini Kelvin Lyle yep those three uh, they're gonna you know but then again you know we've seen Pino yeah just, pull a rabbit out <laughs> of the hat hey the guy you know he um yeah, when it counts, he seems to somehow make it there. You know? Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's he a does. bit of a legend, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there on... I'm going down on Sunday myself. I've got my tickets already. So I, I think, yeah, there's the, the message out there in the... Motorplex land is get your tickets if you're thinking of going because it more than likely will sell out, especially yep. with a 50% capacity. It's a yeah. long weekend in Western Australia. What else and there's going to be some awesome racing. It's just going to be... Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Mind you, in saying that, we could be, you know, Albany as well, the Albany yes. Sprint. Shout out. I've got to catch up with David uh, tomorrow. But um, 
Shout yes. out to David and Ross David as well. And, the, yeah, Ross and the uh, Albany Sprint. So head down to that as well if you if you. Yeah, same like. format as last year, I believe. So Quinnan Up Beach on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Sh- huge event too. Yeah, the huge Hill Climb on the Sunday. I can't make it down this year, unfortunately. Um, but I'm really working. He's, yes, he's working. That's right. Life. You heard it here first. <laughs> Todd Brinkworth has a regular job. <laughs> Yes, I don't ring You're up. You're working on a long weekend. <laughs> I don't ring up and turn things off from the phone anymore. Wow. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... You're working in a considerable distance from really... Have you been out there before? Yeah, I have. I've been yeah. out there many times. Oh, time, where you so... headed? I can't actually say. Oh, <laughs> I'll see you later. Due, but yeah, due to legal commitments at the moment, but... It's uh, secret. It's about four hours northeast. <laughs> the closest town is not much of a town. Cheerio to all those people in that town. No, that, that nearest town is quite nice. The town before it has about... They, they shut the pub a few years and they never reopened it. Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that because they had no beer? It actually did run out of beer, and that's why I shut it. <laughs> well, let, let, next episode, people, if you tune in, we'll talk about where I went. Okay, okay fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Hey, uh, we've got on the phone with us, waiting on the line, uh, Simon Birch, winner of Motivation 36, Grand Champion. So we'll just catch up with him here. We'll have a quick yak with Simon Birch, and uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Okay, it's the Talk and Power podcast, and on this episode, we've got a special interview all the way from Motivation 36. He's the grand champion winner, Simon Birch. Simon, thanks for joining us on the podcast. How you going, mate? Looks like I get used to hearing that. <laughs> well, I suggest you get used to listening to that because I think you're going to hear it quite often and I think in car shows to come, you'll, you'll hear it more and more often and in further interviews to come as well. So, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate your time. I've got to ask, tell us... As you just said, grand champion. Tell us what that feeling is like. Surreal, mate. Like, it's completely unexpected. I um, didn't build a show car. Well, I didn't mean to anyway. Um, yeah, completely unexpected. <laughs> I know you say that, and I, 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 I can understand. I can understand your your background. We need to probably talk about your your background, but I. You, you've come from the the burnout scene uh, with I think it was a H. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. HX Ute uh, docile is that correct? Yeah, HJ. Yeah. J. That's sorry. Right, HJ. Yep. Yeah. Tell us. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the mighty boy in a minute. But tell us how you got kicked off in the scene and, and some of the previous builds, including including the one tonner. Oh, well, the tonner was. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it docile because when I got it, I was. Uh, just going to leave it standard and it was probably the slowest 350 I'd ever been in it was very docile um, but it looked pretty so I was just going to leave it like that and then it had an extractor gasket leak which just annoyed me so I ended up pulling it apart and yeah Get a bigger engine for it. <laughs> Isn't that? Is that's funny? Because I mean, we talk to a lot of people on the podcast, and that's how a lot of these, you know, these builds happen. They start off with an oil leak, or maybe a rear main oil leak seal. So the engine's out. Oh, while the engine's out, let's do this, this, and this, and the car turns into something else, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. I, I couldn't bring myself to fix a, a ticking standard engine. Had to be something else. But then, <laughs> then I didn't do the stuff myself, so I went to a um. 
another mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yep. So tell us, Simon, where does the passion come from? Like as a kid, tell us a bit about when you were a kid growing up. Like, did you were you born into that, or is it just something that you picked up as a as a young kid? Just rocking it, lad, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of bogans down here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, family's not really into it. Um, they're very supportive of me though, which is which is great. It does but, help. Um, yeah, just just mates from school, and um, we're all kind of into cars now. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Holds us together, mate. Yeah. Yep. So friends help you out with builds. I mean, that's how a lot of builds start, don't they? Like a group of guys get together, and that's what makes some of these cars so special is that it is a group of guys and girls, of course, that get together and, and help out with a build. Yeah, that's it. It's a great community. Um, you know, I always <laughs> say, to people, say to people with kids, if you want to keep your kids off drugs, just uh, get them addicted to cars because they'll never have the money for drugs. <laughs> it's a good meme, that one. So, all right, well, let's let's fast forward to the Suzuki Mighty Boy. I have to ask, like, this is what one of the questions that I have for you. Like, when you sat down and thought of the the car, what 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 came into your mind to think of the Mighty Boy? What how did that how did that start? It kind of started as a joke, really. Um, after a burnout comp years ago, probably five six years ago, um, we're all just talking rubbish, you know, still at the Motorplex and. Um, was talking about what cars we'd like to build, and I said, oh, I've seen a Mighty Boy, wouldn't mind doing that. Mm. And one of the blokes overheard me and said, oh, I've got one you can have. So, that was it. But, I mean, and so the, I mean, this isn't just an every everyday Mighty Boy as well. You probably, we need to explain to some of our listeners as well. So, can I ask, what was the inspiration for the tilt body? So the body, the body tilts kind of, I guess, backwards, and the, and the hood tilts forwards. Can can you tell us the inspiration for that? Just because I wanted to be able to work on it easily. Um, the whole car's built so around serviceability. Hmm. <laughs> um, at, at the time when I was coming up with the plan, I was just changing the gearbox in the in the tunner and on the floor in the garage, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Yep. Um, because it'd be good if I could just take the body off. And that's how it started. I was just going to have the body removable. Hmm. And then um, I thought, well, if I'm going to make it separate. I might as well try and make it tilt. <laughs> yeah. Was there any inspiration there from funny cars at all? Man, I, I, I did so much Googling and looking and everything and couldn't find anything. Funny cars. The, the, that's just like the fiberglass body hmm. that goes up, but the floor stays, floor yeah. steering, pedals, and everything stays behind. Yeah. So I had a real bugger of a time trying to figure out how to do everything because I didn't have anyone to copy. Hmm. So that's the important thing we probably need to tell our listeners as well, people that haven't seen this car before. It's not just like a fiberglass body that lifts off off the chassis as well. You're, when you lift the body off, your steering wheel, pedals, seat, the entire interior of the car lifts up with it as well. Yeah, yeah, the whole lot. And, um, I mean, the firewall, floor, tubs and everything is all out of three mil as well. Wow. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot heavier than, than you think as well. Yeah. So tell us, the, the body lifts up. It's not just, it, it lifts up on, on linear actuators as well. Is that correct? Yeah, man, just two linear actuators, 60 bucks each off eBay. <laughs> That's gold. That is, that is gold. I, I, love, I love the ingenuity there. <laughs> 
Talk, talk us through the chassis as well. So it's a box frame, box frame rails. Did you design the chassis? Because I wouldn't have thought there's. I don't. I don't think you can go to a catalogue and flick out the uh, Suzuki Mighty Boy chassis. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I did design it. I didn't like draw a picture or anything. I just figured it out in my head and went for it. It's all built with a tape measure and a bubble level. No fancy chassis table or anything like that. Wow. Um, I mean, I measured everything a bunch of times and double-checked. I'm pretty sure I got it within a mil. But mm. um, it was, yeah, just built on the on stands in the garage. It is incredible. That is incredible. So t- talk us through that drive line as well because LS Power, turbo 400, nine inches as well. Talk us through that. You you, you put that together all yourself as well? Yeah. So the, I got a um, L98 out of a um, 2009 VESS. Yep. Had 110,000 Ks on it. Um, I didn't let the magic out to the bottom end, as they say. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that until I do damage. So that, I didn't never open that open, but I've um, I took it out and have a, you know had a good look at it and inspected it. It all looked good. So put it back together with new timing chain, big um, Turbo Killer Two camshaft. Um, got Luigi at Luigi Headworks in, mm-hmm. uh, I remember where he is, Midland or something. Yeah. Um, he he hand ported the heads mm-hmm. and decked the decked the heads and recessed the valves up 25 power. Yeah. So basically, I went to him and said, "Look, the cam's real big, and I may have pissed in the valve clip um, clearance issues." Yeah. So I don't want to deck the heads too much. And he said, oh, how about we deck them 25 sour? But I'll recess the valves up 25 sour to make, you know, good. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm. <laughs> so um, he's a bit of a whiz. He did he's that. a whiz, yeah. Yeah, been around a long time, Luigi, as well. Yeah, yeah, good good, good bloke, too. Mm. Turns out I ended up having, um, because of the Ferrera valves, they're a bit fatter than a standard valve anyway, and I t- ended up having pissing the valve clearance issues anyway. Oh, wow. Um but I sorted that out with a drill in the living room. This is what I love about this. Um, this is really, you know, I mean, the, the 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 level of the car when you look at it and the fact that it's come out of, you know, your own house, your garage, out of your own workshop is incredible. Yeah. My mates laugh at me because uh, I reckon I've got the nicest engine room, but it's just my games room. So. <laughs> <laughs> <In the house. laughs> That's it, Connor. There's a TV. You can't go wrong. That's it. So, Simon, tell us. Now, so you've you've built this car, you finish it off, you take it to motivation. Now, for those listeners that aren't aware or listening to the podcast and are not really aware of what motivation is from if they're from another country, motivation in Western Australia is, I won't say arguably, it is the biggest car show. It is the car show. Um with the best accolades, I would say, and uh, I don't think that's beyond any doubt here. So to, to take away grand champion from West from the motivation uh, is a huge honour in itself. But that's no mean feat, is it, winning grand champion? Tell us there's a grand champion doesn't just mean winning awards and the car being stationary in a pretty marquee. It also means there's a driving element to it as well. Can you, can you talk us through some of that as well? Uh, look, fact is, the driving element is uh, is the reason I won it. Um, mm-hmm. the, as far as the show cars, it's it, yeah, it's neat, tidy, 
Um, but compared to the other, some of the, a lot more, all of those other cars, they're yeah. amazing. Like yep. the attention to detail in them is just incredible. Yep. Um, I think the 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 the, the wet, well, I don't want to call it a stupid factor. The wow factor of the tilt. Mm. Well, it's very people off guard, but yeah, the only reason I think I won it is um, because I went out there and crashed it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that's what makes so Grand Champion. Yeah, but that's what makes Grand Champions so special, isn't it? Because I mean, it's it's one thing to build a car, but it's another thing to drive it, you know, and drive it at haste or you know with attitude. So that that's that's what makes Grand Champions so special. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I mean, cool. <laughs> you you you've said in the past this car was originally built to be a burnout car. Tell us where did that all change? Like, was it when you decided to go with the tilt body? Like, you thought, oh no, this can be something. This will be something else as as opposed to a burnout car. Well, my kind of it changed. My OCD changed it. To be honest, mm. I um just everything I did. I, I mean, I set out to build a twenty thousand dollar burnout car. Yep. Um, I failed, but. As I as I started going, like once I started doing the floors and everything, I was like, oh, I can't just put a, a junker engine in it. I've got to do this, and I can't just do that. And you know, it, it got as I as I took more pride in my work, I spent more money on mm. the parts. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of went like that. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I struggled to do anything anything half-assed, you know. Like I want to, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Mm. You're probably going to answer no to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I I think the answer is yes. But you you'll probably being the humble person you are, this build is probably in my mind uh, has made everyone sort of take a step back in WA, and I think re probably reassess what they're going to do in the future or how they build a car in the future. Do you consider yourself somewhat of a of a bit of a visionary? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. No, no, I, I know you're going to say no, but I think I think you <laughs> yeah. are. So let's just put that out there. I think I've look. I've spoken to a number of people about your car, and the I know tilt body. You know, it's it's unique, but to think of it and then actually execute it on a car like the Suzuki Mighty Boy, I think is another level, and the the the, the build quality as well is just really really amazing I, I do honestly think that this is everyone has probably taken a step back and looked at what they've been building in the past and thought to themselves we're going to start thinking like Simon what can we do what's the next level <laughs> and I think you've really gone to that next level with this car well, yeah I don't know what to say cheers mate <laughs> no, I, I, I thought you'd be humbled by that and let, let's just talk about some of the accolades from from motivation so it was it won top engine Top engineered, top Japanese. Am I missing anything else? What was there? Some other uh, grand champion, of course. And yeah, no, that's it. Just three. Yeah, yeah, but that's a pretty. I mean, the top engineered award is that's, you know, I mean that that goes kind of, you know, you look at the build on the car, you look at the chassis, just all those things. You put that all together, it really does make sense that that this car won these awards. Yeah, it's it's funny because I don't see it as engineered. It was. Everything's kind of out of necessity. Yeah, yep. But <laughs> that sounds funny, but because if I wanted one thing, I needed to do something else, you mm-hmm. know? And it was just, that's, so, yeah, it's all necessity. Yeah. If I wanted the body out of the way, I had to get it out of the way. 
I wanted the the ECU to be exposed. I needed to hide the wires. So making yeah. those stupid tubes was, um, yeah, mm. necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Hey Simon, is there anyone in the the build process you need to thank? I know I know Jason from SOS Fabrication as well. Like basically, he let you have Ryan of the workshop. But is there is there some other people you need to thank as well? Yeah, so um, I mean, yeah, Jason, without his sort of guidance and um, and use of his tools wouldn't have happened. But um, yeah, Mark Lester from West Coast Auto Stalling. Mm-hmm. He tinted the windows and helped me put the glass in because I had no idea how to do it. Yep. Um, uh, ProShine, mm-hmm. um, give it a give it a buff up. Yep. Um, and clean after it was painted by um, Matt at Doctor Shock. Yep. Port Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it amazing? Like, I mean, yeah, these sort of builds come together with, you know, it's a collaboration of skilled people, but it's also really good to get those, get the names of these skilled people out there. So, you know, it's it's always yeah, it's I mean, always. I'm trying not to forget. There's other there's other people as well, like um, that help me with when I stuff stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, Clive at Hammerworks. Oh yeah. Straighten the guards after I welded the tubs in mm-hmm. and uh, buckled everything. <laughs> yep. yep. Put my teeth into it and buckled the side of the car. Yep. So he helped me straighten that out. Um, and like uh, Nelg from Nelg Mods. Oh yes, um, yes. Did a bit of welding on some intake tubes and and on the four link. I fabricated the stuff at home and just took it to him and he laid some beautiful dimes down. Yep. Um, and same with Jason. He, he did a little bit of welding on the on some of the extractors as well after I had them all tacked up. Because mm. I, I don't have a TIG and I don't know how to TIG. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those guys, I mean, I've met Clive many moons ago. I did a short course there at his place in Rock. He's, he was in Rockingham back in the day. I don't know if he's still there. Is that correct? Yeah, he's still in Rockingham. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Now I went there many moons ago and did a course there. He's very, very talented, very talented man, and uh, Glenn as well. With what he can't yeah, do very. with a welder, yeah, they're 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 great. Those guys. Yeah, yeah. They are, and and good dudes too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Always no. happy to help, and you know, I'd, I'd go down to, uh, I mean, them and a bunch of other people because I, I don't really know what I'm doing. So a lot of the time, I'll ask people and. I last five different people with the same question and, and take an average of the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, no, that's what makes the car so special is that you know. But you've taken it upon yourself to put it together and with the help of you know many skilled people. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's um. Yeah. And Google and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon, tell us what's the future? What's is there? We got another build in the plan already, or are you just going to enjoy the Mighty Boy for the time being? Well, I, I want to, well, I need to. The, the, the ton has kind of been neglected over the last four years while I've been building the Mighty Boys, so that really needs some love. I need to build a new tray and that for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what, I'll, what other project I'll do. Um, yep. Yeah. No, no, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's time to enjoy the car as well. And yeah, if you got the if the the tunnel's yeah. been a bit neglected as well, get yourself back into the burnout scene as well. No doubt, I'm sure you know the burnout yeah. scene is still very strong in Western Australia, and the whole of Australia really for that matter. So, you know, we we don't we haven't really spoken. Yeah, I'm with, like the Aussies, mate. yeah that's it. <laughs> S- <laughs> 
so I mean, yeah, we don't we don't talk to many of the burnout comps, so we probably need to do a little bit guys that participate, guys and girls that participate in the burnout scene. So we probably need to talk to get more into that scene as well. Simon, we really appreciate your time on the podcast. Um, can if people want to, do you have a does the Mighty Boy have a Facebook page at all, or a, or a, its own a Instagram page at all? It doesn't have its own now, just just mine, Simon Birch. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping. I've got a bit of an idea. I want to. I don't know if it'll ever happen, mate. But I want to start my own YouTube channel and mm-hmm. just build silly stuff. And I don't want to be you know, not an informative one. Like, oh, this is how you do this. Mm. Just just goof around and build stuff and record it. <laughs> yeah. No. Fair but, enough. Um, fair enough. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. But one day. Well, for those people that are listening, I urge them to go to the Street Machine website. Uh, it's whichcar.com.au. And our good friend at the podcast, Boris, I know Boris went for a ride with you at Motivation. He's put a story, He's put a couple of stories up, not just the one, but a couple of stories up on this car and a couple of stories on Motivation yeah. 36. So a big shout out to Boris because I know without Boris in Western Australia and Jordan as well, uh, we would arguably probably be underrepresented in those publications. So shout out to Jordan and, and to Boris as well, because I know they got some really good images of your car and, and put together a story for the online version of Street Machine. And no doubt I would be guessing, I would suggest that there's a feature of the vehicle coming up soon, I would have thought. Yeah, I've just been talking to Jordan today, actually, trying to get a uh, organise a place to do a photo shoot. Um, Boris has sent me a bunch of questions and stuff to uh, go over. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to do a feature at some point. Oh, that's beautiful. Really looking forward to that. And, uh, Simon, we really appreciate your time on the podcast for this episode. It's been been an honour talking to you. Grand champion, Motivation 36. You deserve all the accolades. The car is magnificent. I do really honestly believe it's going to change the way people think about modifying their cars and what they're going to do in the future because uh, you've really set I think you've set the tone for the years to come let's put it that way <laughs> that's awesome cheers man thank you very much for having me on no worries Simon we appreciate your time take care cheers bye hey Daytona 500 what did you guys think did you manage to catch it I caught a little bit of it actually I'm always amazed by the ending of the, the Daytona 500. Let's just have a quick look here. What do, what do you guys think of this? Just watch the eventual winner here is is um, Austin Sindrick, son of uh, Penske chairman Tim. That's his son there. Just let's have a watch here and tell me what you think of his move. Now, just bear in mind, this guy behind him, that's his teammate. It's another <laughs> Penske car. Right, I'll just remind you of that. So it'd be a shake and bake coming up. Cindric is going to bring them to the line way up high to block Ryan Blaney and at the line Cindric Wallace by half a car length and they crash going into turn one. <laughs> this race never disappoints. No, it doesn't. That was turn one. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll come in. The, the, the race was finishing as he approached turn one after the final. Check it flag. And the two cars never won. Holy cow, right, kid. You just won the biggest race of your life. 23-year-old Austin. What do you, I mean, is that, can you imagine that in supercars? Well, how would that wash? 
I, oh, think, mate, I think be, it should be encouraged. Well, yeah, but I was about to say there'd be helmet throwing <laughs> and Particularly between Van Gisbergen. <laughs> no? No. <I'm> not <laughs> no, Giz is too nice, I reckon. That's what I'm saying. It should be between those two. No, you need someone like Chaz in there. Just, just you know. But only in, only you can only get away with that, that really in NASCAR and Daytona. Really, I mean, I've never watched Robins Racing Daytona 500 finish under a clean, what I call a clean <laughs> green. You know what I mean? Like with the last, let's just say for argument, say the last five laps with no no yeah. yellows. In the so last I, five I laps. don't. He won that, but it looked like the other guy overtook him. No, no, yeah, we can watch that again if you want. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I well, we'll see that again. I must have missed what. Better do it quick. Three miles to go in the Daytona 500. Okay, so he's he's gonna go for the slingshot move. Brad is going to need. All right, so this is that. That's the start finish line there. Yep. Kozlowski had the run, but he's going to need the help. Here it comes. Big push from Kyle Busch and from Chase Briscoe. He's locked on there, too. He's going to have to stay there. The inside Here was comes there for a second. Push from Kyle Busch on an outside. Cinder can't get too far out. Coming to turn three where it all Big push there. <laughs> big, big push from Ryan Blaney. Briscoe's out. He can't get to... Austin Sindrick, whose grandfather won the Indy 500 as a car owner. Sindrick is going to bring them to the line way up high to block Ryan Blaney. There it comes down. There. Oh. See, the start-finish line is just... He only just won that. There was millimeters in that. So that's... um Yeah, yeah. there's not much in that at all. Not much in that at all. So is that is that a legitimate blocking manoeuvre? Well, Smashing into someone's car? I don't think it is either. That's you what know, I'm we might be missing something here. Maybe what happens is as the quarter panel crushes <laughs> against the other guy's car, it actually gets better aero. <laughs> is that a possibility? You know about aero. You studied that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah kind of. Um, yeah. You know, making the car narrower at the back? Because he did both quarter panels. Yeah. But I, I found that really. I mean, I just that's that's how they roll. I've never watched a Daytona 500 finish. So he, his never. teammate went from potentially second or, or first uh, to one, two, no, three. I think it was classified as fourth. fourth. I think it was for, yeah, Ryan was if you're not first, you last. Yeah, fourth. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing all the NASCAR movie lines out. Aren't so I? Bubba Wallace, congratulations to Bubba Wallace there in the McDonald's car. Uh, for not crashing, because <laughs> yeah, that was a serious thump. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people would have. I watched the Cletus McFarland video the other day, and and uh, there was a similar bump, and it didn't end like that. Him driving the Fusions, the entry level one, was that the one? Yeah, and yeah, he made, he made a mess of that car. Oh, nearly that... the other car nearly rolled over. It was amazing, like when yeah. the, when the tires get dug into the grass, how how things can turn bad very very quickly. <laughs> So really, it was um, yeah. Congratulations to Austin Sindrick. Um, yeah, as I said, son of the Penske team principal Tim. Um, did you guys catch the clash? So the clash is normally held on the Thursday or the Wednesday of leading up to Daytona 500. It's normally at Daytona. This year they moved it to the. Now, do you guys remember the Coliseum in Los Angeles? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's where they opened the '84 games. I don't know if you've caught that race there. So they've renovated the um, the Coliseum and just. Tell me what you, you think of this. Check this out. 
coming to green to start the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. And we are green. Wow, that looks small. <laughs> that it's looks only a really it's a, small. It is a quarter mile. A quarter mile. How many people are there? <laughs> oh my god! That's all the people in the world! <laughs> I didn't realise it was that small. I thought it was a little bit bigger than that. That is... Yeah, you know, I know how to fix this. I know how to fix this. We need to contact NASCAR and say, Hey, we've got a great idea for you guys. Ten right? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Let's fill it with clay and take oh. the bodies off. Yeah. <laughs> Put a wing on the roof. Well, interestingly enough, last year NASCAR did try that, but not here. They tried it at Bristol. So they laid in clay on Bristol and they raced on the dirt. Wow. But they didn't put the wings on the car, but they had obviously um, altered the cars. Just You can really see that NASCAR is trying a few different things. They're moving the clash to here. They funded... The refurb there as well, NASCAR, to do that yeah, work there. Wasn't it built in like four or five weeks? Or yeah, yeah, really short amount of time. Which it was basically epic. I think that is was, incredible yeah. to get that bitumen that good that yeah. quick. Yeah, considering it it's taken Call the Park. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I've heard about, say, the Tonkin Highway extension. You know? oh, <laughs> don't even start me on the roadworks in Perth. I went we, they used to call us the city of cranes. Now it's the city of. Slow work. Traffic. <laughs> I went flying down talking the other night towards um, Guildford Road. Shut. Nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Shut. Yeah, because they were putting They're the, doing bridge, the bridge. They're doing the bridge, but still. Yeah, I had to get off the highway in a bit of a hurry, and I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. Detoured through Bayswater. You know, your old stomping grounds. Detoured through Bayswater, and I had to do the, the back runs. Yeah, if that, if that bit's shut, it's a reasonable detour, isn't it? Yeah. I had to do the back runs all the way through there. You when, know? when Nick and I were kids... You know, back in the, I don't know, Plutonic era or whatever. <laughs> whatever, Jurassic, Jurassic era. Perth used to be shut. Yeah, that's, that's true. That yeah, is true. true. From Saturday afternoon till Monday, it was shut. You know, I really enjoyed those And if you want to fuel... Oh, wow. Roster. Roster yeah. system. Roster. You had to that. What was one that was always open, though? There's one at the top of the hill in, uh, near Calamunda. The corner of uh, Canning Road wasn't there. It was he always open. Right. He yeah. might be right. Oh, Stewie Castera. Is there. Yeah, that was always open. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Used to be able to get abgas. <laughs> oh no, that was that was the BP and the um the BP on the corner of Ocean Reef Road yeah, and Waterloo Road. Yeah, they had it on the Bowser. Yeah, that was and all the shell, the shell on. Ah, the good old days oh. when we. <laughs> anyway. <you know. laughs> Sorry, how did we get to there? I don't know. Sorry, talking about NASCAR. I, don't I guess about. So, uh, that's how we got there. <laughs> that's true. That is true. It is true. I just to just finish off with NASCAR. I don't know what you guys thought of the next gen NASCAR. So they've changed considerably this year. But you know, in July of 2021, it's amazing what they've been able to do. In July of 2021, they had crash test dummies dying in these cars. So yeah. not. I mean, do you, you understand? In the crash test simulations, the crash test dummies were dying in these cars. So they've come a long way from July 2021 to get them to to tracks. There are some inherent problems still. You know, we saw the Auto Club 400 on the weekend. Uh, they're still getting really loose on on the banking, yeah. and you can't catch them anymore. A lot of drivers got caught out with them. The rims and tyre combination, I don't know what's happening there. I don't know if there's a build-up because they've gone to an 18-inch rim. Nick, I, I'd just like to cut you off there. Uh, if 
They race at tracks like this. Mm. No one's going to get killed. No, 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 no. That, that's true. That's true. I don't even think they're getting up to 60 mile an hour there, Nick. <laughs> Pretty sure you could race that in uh, T-shirt and thongs. Still not get hurt. They're not even getting out into second in the, you know, in the four speed they've got. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's in first gear for sure. Yeah. That was a quarter mile, that, that track. So 400 metres. It is, it is small, isn't it? That is very small. But yeah, very interesting. So the next gen uh, cars are still a space frame modular with a yeah, modular setup uh, built by Technique in Concord, North Carolina. Sequential transmission, so five speed now. Oh, it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Independent Nick. rear suspension, independent uh, five way coilovers, uh, and also a new 18 inch, as I said, 18 inch rim and tyre with a centre. Now, can you imagine this year for the first time ever? They've gone to a centre locking locking nut in NASCAR. Can yeah. you imagine those pit crew guys? Yeah. Hang on. You guys know where X-Track gearboxes are made? No. Not in America. <laughs> do you know where BBS wheels are made? Not in America. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Mmm. <laughs> But I just laughed, and they reckon the times for changing the wheels haven't come down that much because the the, the, the torque required for the one nut is it has been a lot higher than the collective torque yeah. of the five. So interesting, it hasn't saved them much time. But some it's got a split pin as well, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's not yep. a split pin; it's an R clip. Yeah, or something. But it's it's amazing that these cars. Uh, were able to get to the track in such a short period of time. And we'll talk about supercars another yeah, time. Yeah, I was about to say, our next-gen cars took, what, seven years and we're still driving ZB Commodores. Uh, well, we won't talk about it now, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're next-gen cars. A what? A Commodore? Yeah. What's a Commodore? What, uh, what is it? Back to NASCAR, I quite like the new setup. I, I, don't, I, I don't mind the look of it, yeah. I actually think you and I talked about it last year. We were pretty mm. excited about the what they call their car of the future or whatever mm. set up. Yeah, I was looking at them before. They almost look like Mustangs and Camaros. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. apparently... So what are they? Orions. Toyota Orions. Camrys. The Orion looks very Cam- uh, Camaro-like, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, apparently the fan base only started coming back as well. Uh, like, late last year, the fans really turned their back well, on Well, that this. place is like... Yeah, but there was like... Everyone in the whole world was there. Yeah. Like, everyone. It's nice to see. Cause you have to remember pack. this was like kind of the same week as the Super Bowl as well. This this clash event, so things were happening in in Los Angeles. I think you know LA was really the hub of the center of the world for you know for a week there. Yes, in my, in yeah. my view, because <laughs> the team that you barrack won <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah, not, not that not that, that matters. <laughs> have their hat even. <laughs> I did have that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. So look, exciting times ahead for NASCAR. I hope. I mean, we're going to take. We're going to look have more of an effort to follow the NASCAR this yes, year. Yes, our listener base is is very. So listen, US seeing, seeing as they've pulled this off, do you think that we're going to get some sort of uh, I don't know, uh, you know, guest appearance of NASCAR at the Chili Bowl, maybe? <laughs> no. The roast bowl. Tracks, the track's about the same size, isn't I it? Know, it's, it's very small. Very small. We, we could, we could have them at the Quinana Motorplex. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a short break here and we'll be back with more right after this.
supercars, as we should be calling it. Testing times for supercars ahead, I must say, guys. You um, can still call them V8s. Yeah, well, because that's what I have. It's <laughs> a V6. I don't even think they ever raced one, did they? Nah, nah tested one, nah. and that was about it. Interesting. Um, they did t- testing from QR, so that's Queensland Raceway and Winton, and no timing. Didn't pay or fork out for the official timekeeping of the track to be turned on. It's because they've got timers on their data loggers. They've got GPS data logging on the car. Yeah. Right, so they know exactly when they pass a certain position in the track and mm. they can work out what time the car ran without having the timers. Don't you think from a, you know, especially this year, that nope. we're probably struggling nope. for listeners and, and downloads nope. and uptake and social media, wouldn't it be? It's well, they, idea. Listen, they probably shouldn't have pissed off Penske. Here's a novel idea. How about you, like, let's engage, engage your fans. Or engage your fans. Hey, yeah, but, uh, you know, if they wanted to do that, they wouldn't have upset Penske. And they wouldn't have TCR playing out the top of them being a better better uh, Formula Watch. H pattern. Yeah. Well, H- that's what TCR is always going to be better. H pattern. Don't you think, like, I mean, even, like, if we could have some sort of commentary about, like, you know... Who oh, no, no, no. have been Will Davison? The superstar commentary team is apparently coming, starting next week. Now, yeah. isn't that funny? You as know well. why? You know what? It's a new <laughs> series, right? It's like lights out, NTR, NTR <laughs> supercars. That's what it is. No, no more qualifying order. Right, you're gonna, you're gonna come in. To be honest, wow. you're gonna, like, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna pull your qualifying <laughs> position out of a rubbish bin. <laughs> yep. Right. And a last year's winning helmet because that's all. Yeah, you yeah. Know. You have to insult <laughs> your opponent along the way. You have to uh, do that in the singlet and thong. Side bets. <laughs> yeah, side bets. Oh mate, I like I like this idea. Oh, yeah, this God. is great. Can you imagine Anton Di Pasquale in like thongs and a singlet <laughs> going down there and pulling like out of a straw hat his number? Yeah, he mid. I found it amazing that in this day and age we can't, we couldn't get the times from timing. Hey, but that, it must be me. I don't know. I thought that was. I oh, know. Really I'm with you. Don't worry. I'm, but I'm also going to try upon so I'm the same bandwagon a bit now. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm sitting on the fence of supercars. I do enjoy it a fair bit. It makes me just not interested. Okay. There's so much they could do to jazz it up. Exactly. Like for, you know, for those listening at home, I'm p- picking up my paper and throw it in the corner. And if I had enough, like just it makes me uninterested in the supercars now. Like wheel spikes. <laughs> like, like grease. Yeah, <laughs> like grease. <laughs> Thunder Road. <laughs> Greater face. <laughs> no. So you'd have like a. You know, you know how like the Formula One's got that uh, that the, they get the pass. extra power, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. You could have like an oil slick, <laughs> that's, or, or that's Cannonball Run, that Super Mario Kart, <laughs> Cannonball Run, where you yeah, and now it's a me Mario. And now for a little oil, <laughs> the Russian bird that's with James. Oh, what's his, his name? Roger Moore in Cannonball oh, Run. Oh yeah, does the oil slick. Anyway, what, what did you guys think of Barry Ryan's comments about Will? Now, I found this almost, not rude, but I, I Barry Ryan, so team principal and owner, part owner of Erebus, talking about the potential of his uh, drivers, Will Brown and um, 
Kostecki, Brody, potentially, well, he wants to keep him, obviously, but potentially moving on. And he threw Will Davison at TJR under the bus by saying that he could, might not have a seat by the end of the year. What do you think of that? Like someone suggesting that another driver may not have a seat at another team. I will (laughs) tell you exactly what I think of this. We've seen this sort of tyranny unfold in the cricket just recently with one of our own West Australians. And I was horrified, horrified the way the media handled it. Not well, did they? <laughs> no. 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 But I just Especially uh, after he won, you know, yeah, no, the, the Ashes. I know. Oh, I, I agree. You know, We're and, 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 and the T20, you know. What did you think? I mean, Barry Ryan's very outspoken. It's, it's just the way modern journalism is. Look, don't, don't, don't you think, Todd? Just the way modern journalism is. Don't fuck me modern journalism. I'm pretty sure I've got a a ban on Facebook from a certain major West Australian newspaper. You you create the story (laughs) and then then you run with it and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. um, None of us knew about it until Basil was talking about it, did we? That's a good point, yes. (laughs) I don't listen to Basil, so I've got no idea what you're talking about. Don't you? No. So what do you reckon Will Davison's (laughs) thinking? What do you reckon Will Davison's thinking right now? Shut up, Barry Ryan. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Look, do you think he puts pressure on his own team, but Probably. But Barry Ryan... <laughs> do you think he walked into the office and said, Dick, yeah. is this something going on that I don't know about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it puts, but I think it put pressure on his own boys yeah. as well. Like He would have walked into Dick's office, past the rock that's in the showroom for, at DJR, <laughs> and gone, uh, we're going to have a chat, you know. Anyway, <laughs> really interesting, really interesting turn of events. Um, also interesting, uh, we heard also Rod Herod's taken over the development of some of the engines for the supercar team. So he's taken, as we know, he's taken over Mostec as well. So I don't think they're just going to be because they were they had a, an agreement before Mostec was supplying only DJR engines. Now I think they're supplying some of the uh, Tickford engines as well. And these are the new Coyote. No, no, no. This is still the Gen Two ca- engines. So we've only got another year of this. Now I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk down. I, I like to talk things up, as you know. But Gen Three has taken a turn for the worse. Unfortunately, this is not funny anymore. It's getting quite serious because it's supposed to be debuted at the end of the year. I can't see it happening. Chassis is not not working. Apparently, it's just come to light. I think it's been held under wraps. Some of the taller drivers, like Shane Van Gisbergen, don't even fit in a thing. And some Gee, of the, that's a shame. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> some of the taller drivers, a tragedy, found that's their angles that of their legs and their arms all wrong. Todd, you don't think that's a tragedy? I just poor old Shane. I'm not an expert, okay, but I've I've used AutoCAD in my time, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you draw little pictures in AutoCAD and your angles right, and Simon, you've probably built cages from a slide rule and a bit of paper. Well, what's the first thing you do? You place a seat in your cage and go, are you going to fit? Todd, Todd, (laughs) Todd, in the defence of of the the engineers that are designing and building these cars, I've had several cars come into my shop, fabricated by other workshops, that you couldn't fit a seat in. (laughs) And if you did somehow manage to cut the seat up, get it in position and weld it back together, then there was no room for pedals or a steering wheel. 
So it's not just me. No. There, there, was, there was a Commodore oh, that we yeah. had in that, and, and lucky, lucky, this particular body shell, there was something different about it. I don't want to, because if I say, people would know which car it is. But I had to move the firewall so that a driver shorter than me could fit in the car. Jesus. And lower the floor. Yeah. So this does not surprise me. Wow. <laughs> the, the sport is in strife. I mean, I think it's supposed to be released in August 2022. It was supposed to be released at the start of this year. So no. you know what, what little workshops like mine do, uh, which on the weekend I had one of my customers out. We're building a um, 34 hot rod for supercharged alloys for him. And we got him to sit in the car. We've got all the controls there. And, you know, the brake pedal was not quite where we wanted it. Accelerator wasn't quite. So we move him. Mm. We move him. That's what we did today. We moved all the pedals. He'll come back out later in the week. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you're just looking at it the wrong way. They're actually promoting the Aussie supercar. You know what they, what they call the miniature ones? <laughs> exactly one-eighth my size. So the better, <laughs> the better way to do this... <laughs> Right, which they were doing for a while, but I don't, I don't know if it was a universal thing. It was only some teams that were doing it. They had a capsule that was like a universal capsule, yeah, and then that was fitted into the car. It wasn't part of the car. It was mm. that's you know, it's like a kind of a you know. But I mean, does anyone know where they're going with this? Because you know they don't know where they're going with it yeah okay? that's what i don't get like the original the thing that made touring car racing so awesome and watched by the rest of the world was because they thought they were standard car well you know not yeah. standard but they were production-based cars i remember uh, getting bailed up several times in america and this is you know in the modern era and they're going oh man it's just it's so awesome that you guys run these production cars because you know nascars are like you know got chevy truck parts and yeah. you know like they're not they're so far removed from a production car and i'm standing there going yeah but our cars are <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i was, saying, I was really in the uk 10 years ago talking to some pretty famous motoring journals and they were they were going nuts about it yeah and they were they were naming drivers and teams and luckily i watched enough of it that i was like oh yeah and yeah, but like, back when we watched it they were production cars. Mm. The spindles used to flex that bad on the front end that they'd have to brake test coming up to the corner to what, get like the, the VL Group ASSs and all those stuff, or earlier? Earlier. Earlier, the group XCs, C, yeah. XEs, XCs. Oh, yeah. XBs. Group, the group C era. Group yeah. C era was definitely the best era. Mm. They mm. looked, they just looked awesome, yeah. you know? Yep. Big yep. tyres under there. But what would we do now if we were to go back, to, we couldn't go back to Group C now, what would you race in a Group C type what car do you have you would have three series bmws five series bmws you'd have um amg 63s i'd go off and make a new formula or maybe race audis and volts oh wait it's called tcr yeah <laughs> it's different but they you know they were called a big banger because they had a big v8 in them, yeah you know so yeah. um Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds in the coming years. I can't see Group through Gen 3 get into the line this year, I think. And the other thing I just want to mention to you, Todd, you're, you've got your finger in the pie over there. I noticed that the WA Sporting Car Club still hasn't updated their, their calendar to have the round of 
supercars on there. So is that a given or is that not a given? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I... Really interesting, I know people at WASIC, I've actually been informed from a third party, are doing everything they can to get it over here. Okay, yeah. let's be honest. Um, Borders are open. Oh, it is... You could have Mustangs. <clears throat> Camaros. Welcome back, Simon. You <laughs> <laughs> were sidetracked by text messages. No, I was thinking about what cars we could have. Um, I think it's just pending the world, to tell you the truth. That's the best way to put it. Well, the border's open, so... I <laughs> I think that the rules should just be like, that's you can put a 15-inch wide tyre or something under there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yep. Just cut the fender, put a flare on there. <laughs> but still like a production-based car, you know, just with big tyres. So yeah. sport, sports sedans. <laughs> nah, this is... <laughs> No, sports sedans like a lot more liberal. In, oh, lot that's more. what they're building now. They're building <laughs> sports sedans with five-liter engines mm. instead of yeah, six-liter. Yeah, engines. and it costs half a million dollars. Half a million. Well, yeah, I'm being, I'm being generous. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's more than half a million for a second-hand one. It, that, that, mate, it's six. It's six ten for like. But that's another interesting topic. We'll talk about another day. But briefly, the value of these cars are going up. Like yeah. ex Bathurst winners and ex championship winners for years, yeah, they're going. They're on their way up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you could get your hands on one for sub, you know, three hundred. Grab it. Supercars are the new Bitcoin. <laughs> new NFT. <laughs> on that bombshell. All right, on that bombshell, we'll bring this podcast to an end. Thanks for tuning in on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also tune in to us on eighty eight point five FM every Saturday morning from eight thirty AM to 10 a.m. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in, and we'll see you next week. And remember, if you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Just do it. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Take care. Talking see ya. Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.